Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. There are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track. Daytona. A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive and for fans to experience an event unlike any other. NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 26th and 27th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right everyone i'd like to welcome you to the monday night edition monday morning edition not the monday night edition of the rowdy maglite show always help me i got kyle magnum there welcome kyle Hey, Rowdy, another Richmond race on the books, uh, two-day races at Richmond for the Cup Series this year. Uh, we have a familiar face in, in Truck Victory Lane and also in the Cup Series, so we got a lot to talk about today. Absolutely. So we, we had a post-race show Saturday night, Kyle, at 930. We, we got to talk about a little bit of uh, the truck race, but Chandler Smith brings it home for the third time this year, and uh, Kyle looks like he's kind of set for to head towards Phoenix. He's doing really good. Uh, won won the regular season finale at Pocono. Uh, the ARCA went at, at at IRP, so he's won three of the last four weekends. And uh, you know, we also we heard uh, Sammy Smith won the late model race at the short track at the short uh, this racetrack revival in North Wilkesboro. So good weekend to be a Smith. Uh, you know, we talked about also Zane Smith. Uh, winning the Truck Series regular season championship. I know those bonus points are definitely going to help. So, uh, yeah, Richmond's in the books. Kansas is left. And uh, then we move on to the next round of the truck playoffs. Well, we're going to listen to Chandler real quick. It's not not but a four-minute Go ahead and get started with our post-race media availability. We're joined by Chandler Smith, driver of the number 18 Charge Me Toyota. Chandler, you got your third win of the season. Tell us how, how it happened. Um... How did it happen? Well, we got track position after stage one caution. My picker did a really good job. Um, we were able to tame, obtain the lead then, and, I mean, we never lost it from there. Sounds like a great night. We'll go ahead and open it up to questions, and uh, please raise your hand. We'll get a wireless mic to you. Start up front with Bob. Um, Bob Parkers, Fox Sports. Uh, what have the last two weeks been like, and were <laughs> you ready for this? Was there any part you thought, man, you're not ready for this race today, just – after having the baby and everything. Just like I said on the front stretch, like, God is so good is, like, the best way I could describe it. All the blessings keep, like, just stacking up on top of each other. Um, me and my wife just had a child, a baby boy, everything. He, he's healthy. She had a really good labor and delivery. Couldn't ask for anything more. Um, they're both at home. They're going to be coming to the races here before long as well. Can't wait for that. And um, it's just, it's it's surreal. It seems like just so many good things keep happening, and I just... Like I said, it's not of my doing at all. It's all from the good Lord's doing. So I'm just going to be faithful and give all the glory to him and keep on chucking along. Okay. Any more questions? Right here in the back. No, Lewis, TSJ Sports. Uh, obviously, uh, they're in that, that long green flag run and State Street. I mean, everything was a long green flag run tonight. But uh, there in State Street, John Hunter was, was starting to catch you there. Um, and then the caution came out. You are able to re-rack with new tires. But what was the concern like in the truck uh when when you see john hunter coming uh i wasn't really concerned because i was actually saving a little bit there and i would fire off on restarts build a gap get a really big gap so when i got in lap traffic i didn't have to push issues or whatnot then actually i got into the 62 because he cut me off and then he cut me off again and i I mean there's only so many times i'm gonna sit there and let you do it whether you're a lap car or not so um yeah when that happened he was able to catch up and but all before then i just started saving tires being easy on my equipment just in case something like that instance happened um, and he caught me I was able to fire back off go and build a gap which I was able to do we were side by side there for a brief second then I took back off and was gone and I'm glad I was able to make that choice go ahead Jordan Jordan Bianchi the athletic this time of the year drivers are looking ahead a little bit to next year wondering what 
you are at in the planning stage for your plans for yeah i'm just focused on trying to get to phoenix winning a championship and i felt like the good lord will set me somewhere good next year if i do that do so you, do you expect to be back in the trucks you looking at moving up like i said i'm just waiting around buddy all right any more questions right here in the back Uh, Luke and Glower from Front Stretch. With this being your third win this season, uh, surpassing last year, uh, how confident do you feel about making a deep run into these playoffs? And that how how instrumental has it been working with KBM, uh, having a career season like this? Yeah, I mean, overall, it's been a blessing just to be around the group of people I am. I've learned so much and made so many good relationships on a uh, personal level and a business level being at KBM. So uh, they have all the resources. They have all the right people there. And um, it's made me better as a person and better as a race car driver. So I'm forever grateful for the opportunity that Toyota Racing gave me to uh, put me in the number 18 Safe Flight Tundra for uh, most of the season and also in the number 18 Charge Me Toyota Tundra for uh, the season as well. So um, it, it's amazing, though. Kyle was here tonight. You know, he's always in a good mood when I see him. I know sometimes you guys see him in different situations than I do, but every time I see Kyle, he's always got a ha happy smile on his face. So it was good to see Boss Man in victory lane with me, though. All right. Any more questions? All right. Chandler Smith, third win of the season. Uh, Kyle, seems to be on a little row. Looking good, Rowdy. Uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports got a lot going on for them. They also got the 51 in the owner's title. So, uh, Hunt, so there's that. So they have four, three trucks going for some, some playoff implications. Uh, Corey Heim, you know, getting the top five. Uh, I know Chandler Smith was talking a little bit about Lane Riggs. He had a good qualifying run, Rowdy, a fourth in his second truck race. Uh, you know, shared the his the second row with his teammate Stuart Friesen, who didn't really have the particularly a great night. But uh, you know, I think Ben Rhodes probably had the worst night of the playoff guys. I think he was two or three laps down in the race. So, but Chandler's peaking at the right time and. Uh, you know, I mean, those KBM trucks, you know, you know, he was the defending winner at Phoenix. So, uh, wouldn't be surprised, you know, to see, see him show up and, uh, try and, and bring KBM home a championship. Well, Kyle, uh, it all ends up in, in Phoenix, man. Uh, I, I'm like you, I, Zane's kind of dropped out of sight here, but you know what? You can peak too quick. And, uh, you know, I've said that all along about Larson. Maybe he's going to peak here in the last part of the season, Kyle. I mean, it's possible, Rowdy, but I think at this point, if you're, if you're a one-win driver and you're not safe uh, these next two weeks, um, I think I think having that second win kind of solidifies you in the playoffs and you don't have to worry about anything. I mean, you know, Kevin Harvick wins Richmond. That's back-to-back -back wins. First time he's won back-to-back -back races in the Cup Series since sweeping the Michigan doubleheader in 2020. So uh, Kevin Harvick uh, getting the four car into the playoffs. And, you know, we still have Chase Briscoe. He won at Phoenix earlier in the season. He's still in as of right now. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys that will be sweating here. And uh, not sure how the points structure lays out, but uh, that's what's going to be real interesting going here in the next couple of weeks, Watkins, Glenn, and Daytona. So, uh, Rowdy. So yeah, busy week coming up. Uh, I know we didn't really, you know, we kind of talked about it earlier. Um, Watkins Glen coming up, and then Daytona, the regular season finale. So two races to go. Uh, one playoff spot left right now. So uh, you know, like I said, Rowdy. You know, if we get a 16 different winner at Watkins Glen, then um, Daytona is going to be real interesting. Uh, well, I, I, I see that happening, Kyle. Uh, I think Daytona's going to play a big part in in all this. Uh, <laughs> a tough day yesterday for Bubba Wallace. What, a, a 14th place finish, Kyle, after four straight top fives? They're running good, you know. I mean, you're not always going to have a great run, but, uh, you know, Richmond, I mean, he's, run, he's actually won an, an, an Arca East race there. So, uh, well, Canon East at the time, but. Uh, yeah, he's won there before, so no shock there. Uh, yeah, Richmond, like I said, it's different because, you know, I've seen it in the daytime and in the nighttime. So um, I've seen both races, you know. 
uh, April in the night, a little chilly out, a little cooler out. Um, you know, now we have August in the heat of the day. So uh, we had two, you know, so we, Denny Hamlin won the April race and then Kevin Harvick won yesterday. So, uh, you know, it's a different track, uh, especially when, uh, you know, you have the truck series going on Saturday night. Uh, still hot and slick, but not, you know, it's not going to be cool like it normally is in the fall. So uh, Richmond, not a playoff race anymore. Uh, kind of had to let that sink in. It's been a playoff race since 2018. So, uh, yeah, that was interesting. Um, you know, it was on the playoff schedule for a little bit. So, uh, yeah, but other than that, yeah, yeah, I think you're right, Rowdy. You can't peak too early. Uh, I mean, you look at Zane Smith, I, I think he's saving something. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not like, you know, I, I don't think he's done. I think he's, he's only going to do, he's going to, he's going to rise to the top. Um, I think, you know, Chandler Smith's good. Uh, I'm not sure about John Hunter Nemechek. He's been a little inconsistent this year. I don't know what it is, Rowdy. I thought he was a little better last year, but, um, you know, coming off the cup, the cup ride at Front Row Motorsports and then uh, going over to KBN and the trucks. So, uh, you know, finished second to, to uh, Chandler Smith at, at Richmond. You know, he was a defending winner of the race when it was a day race in 2021. So, uh, interesting rowdy. Xfinity was off, too. Um, they're back at Watkins Glen with the Arkham Menard Series and the Cup Series for their annual visit to the Finger Lakes in New York. So, um, that's what's coming up. And uh, good job last week with the audio, you know, getting Connor Mosack and Nick Sanchez on. Um that was that was really good, and we had a uh, uh, Colton Collins on as well, so that was really good as well. Yes, we had. Uh, I know we we kind of sacrificed Monday morning for the kind of uh, playbacks of the drivers, but I have a lot of people want to listen to the drivers' interviews at the end, Kyle, and uh, Monday seems to fit that and do the guest on Thursday night. So that's kind of what Monday mornings at nine Central, ten Eastern. And then Thursday night at 6 Central, 7 Eastern. Kyle, uh, Port Royal's big race this weekend also. Yeah, uh, two races going on, at least in here that I know of that I'm aware of. Uh, you know, Watkins Glen uh, that weekend, um, that back on the schedule. Um, not going to make it there this year. Um, you know, just didn't work out, unfortunately. But, uh Hopefully Tom will be up there and uh, Dave as well. So that will be nice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Port Royal on Saturday, August 20th. Open Wheel Madness, three to four, ten wing sprints, three or five wing pass sprints. Uh, they have two features. They're making up a feature from August 6th. And then the USAC East Coast wingless sprints. And, by the way, Briggs uh, Danner will be there. So, uh, yeah, um, a lot going on. Uh, a lot of races going on. And uh, luckily, I'll be getting to Port Royal. It's also military appreciation night. So if you have, you know, if you're active or present military or your or former military, uh, you can get in or past military, you can get in with for free. So uh, looking forward to a good show. I think a lot of the regulars will be back, like Anthony Macri will be back, and oh, maybe Brent Marks. So uh, they got to gear up. They got a busy couple weeks of racing coming up. Uh, you know, they have the All Stars the week after next weekend, not the 20th or the 27th. And then, uh, then we got two weeks to touch score of 50 the week after Labor Day, 55,000 to the winner at Port Royal Speedway. So hope, hope going to be there for that as well. So, uh, looking forward to both of them. And uh, you know, kind of Port Royal was kind of the backup plan if Watkins Glen didn't pan out. So, um, we like Port Royal. We like going there and uh, nice, really nice facility. Hopefully, we can get you there one day. Looking forward to it, Kyle. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back back to racing next weekend so if hopefully i'll be on my little journey and be down there that's also a two-day show too kyle nascar is down these, to two days shows are two days now right yep exactly kyle how pocono well actually pocono was three but well actually no it was four if you think about it because the pre-race practice for ARCA was Thursday, and then ARCA race was Friday, and uh, and uh, the other race was Saturdays. I mean, Saturday was probably the busiest day rowdy at Pocono. Um, you know, we had Xfinity practice and qualifying, a truck race, then we had practice 
and qualifying for the Cup Series sandwich in between two races. So it was pretty busy. Uh, it was really hot, though. That's the only thing I didn't like. But, uh, you know, it was still a good day. And, uh, you know, it's always good to get back to the racetrack. That was my last race. And, you know, looking forward to going to Port Royal on Saturday. I know that those folks are looking forward to having me. Well, Kyle, uh, we got Kyle, uh, Kevin Harvick's interview here. He goes from uh, wondering if he's going to make the playoffs according to everybody around, you know, at your track, was Kevin going to make it to a two wins in a row? It's amazing yeah. what a victory can do. He's 46 years old, and he won, he won back-to-back races in Cup. Well, let's listen to – it's kind of long-winded, but, Kyle, we, we need to go ahead and get it going here. Okay, we'll go ahead and roll right into our post-race meet availability. We are joined by our winning team, driver Kevin Harvick, driver the number four, Mobile One Ford, and crew chief Rodney Childers. Kevin, this is uh, your 60th victory in your career, 10th driver all time in series history to pull off that. How's it feel? Yeah, it feels feels pretty neat. Um, You know, I think, uh, you know, for, for me, it's, I have a hard time putting stuff into perspective because I've just done this for so long. You know, I think when you have Dale Jarrett and Kyle Petty talking about, you remember that first time when you won in Atlanta? Does that seem like a long time ago? Because it does to me. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. It's been a long time. And, and you know, I think when, when you look back at just everything that's that's happened, that, that seems like just ages ago. Well, I guess it was. But, you know, I think as, as you look at, um, you know, the last 10 years, nine years, at Stuart Haas Racing, and, and, you know, then you go back to RCR and, and you know, just uh, been very fortunate to work with a lot of great people and uh, be able to, to drive some fast cars and go to Victory Lane a whole bunch of times. So it's been, um, it's been a lot of fun, and, um, you know, I think as, as you, you know, you look at today, it's, it's, this is a place that I think we both wanted to win at, I think, since the first time we ever came here, and it's just for one reason or another, um, you know, we've just never been able to, to get to Victory Lane while we've been at, at Stuart Haas Racing. So uh, it's nice to be able to, to get to Victory Lane and, and um, you know, to, to do that two weeks in a row. I think, you know, today was, was just a total team effort. They were great on pit road. They made huge adjustments and made the, made the car better from where we started the race. And, you know, everybody's just communicating well. And I think that's, that's really the key to uh, evolving and, and progressing and doing the things that we've done. That's great. And, and Rodney, back-to-back wins. Sounds like strategy's been a big part. How's it feel? Yeah, it's been great you know, the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, and like he said, to get one here at Richmond is, is really special to me. It's my first one here at this racetrack, and um, I don't even know how many times I've finished second or third here. It's been a, it's been a lot. So uh, to finally get to victory lane is, is uh, really special to me personally, and and um, I was thinking about this when he was talking about 60. I remember the day that in Victory Lane when he looked at me and said this was 40, and um, today's 40 for me. So uh, I remember that day, and, you know, wondering if I would ever get there. So um, you know, it's it's just a, a cool win for all of us, and and you know, just to have everything go right again. Um, you know, we had incredible pit stops, and every adjustment we made just happened to go the right way, and and um, just. Yeah, everything worked out. All right. Okay, well, let's open up the questions. Please raise your hand, and we'll get a wireless mic to you. We'll start up here with Hank, and then go to Mike and around the room. Hey, Kevin, you mentioned uh, forgetting to shift a couple times in those last laps. Does that suggest maybe some kind of nonchalance on your part that you were just kind of coasting, or because you did have a big lead? Well, I, I missed him. I missed a couple early in the race too, so. Um, you know, there's just a lot going on with the with the rhythm of you know when I started shifting, you know I was only shifting on the front straightaway and I'm not on the back straightaway and you know when you just start running lap after lap after lap, you know sometimes you just get a little little goofed up. Um, but no, I don't I don't think there's there's never nonchalant with us. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run every lap fast. So um, I almost take offense to that. <laughs> I screwed up, but it's not not from just not from coasting around. That's for sure. Mike Hembry, NBC Sports. Kevin, you talked about those big adjustments. When when you go back on the track after a pit stop, uh, obviously having new tires. How long does it take you to figure out 
uh, after the tires kind of wear off a little bit, hey, this this change really worked. Yeah, you know, I think the you know the the adjustments were were really good, and I can hear some guys that were that were shifting and and started trying that, and I knew the car was was better um, from a forward drive standpoint when when they made that first adjustment, and I was like, well, I don't think I'm going to hurt the tires because. <coughs> You know, I think our, our the drive with our car was pretty good, and it, it just kept taking the you know the the downshift and and up off the corner. So I stuck with it, and and for the whole run, and it didn't it didn't kill the didn't kill the fall off by any means, but it you know it helped the car turn, it gave it drive, and and you know just with the rhythm that I was in, I just kind of stuck with it, and you know I think um, you know we got a good restart there, and and we're able to start making our way back forward you know they 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 cleaned up half the mess uh, on pit road uh, with with a great pit stop and and an adjustment and then you know from from that point on we were we were going forward and with 10 or 15 to go did you think uh busher was going to be the threat were you a little surprised that bell came up late uh you know i i thought that we had fended off the the 17 pretty well and then they told me that the 20 was coming i'm like oh man yeah but usually when you're coming on on new tires there's there's no defense for that you know it's and that's why i was a little bit frustrated with myself with the with the not shifting part on the on the front straightaway because i gave up a big chunk it should have never should have never been that close but you know just um just a, a lapse in uh my attention span i guess would be the best way to put it okay let's come back here Peter Stroud at TSJ Sports. Kevin, with 60 wins, you're behind Dale Sr. now on the all-time wins list. Just what's that mean with, of course, the lengthy history you and Dale Sr. and his team have? Yeah, you know, I think, um, yeah, I mean, look, when you when you start mentioning the names that are on the, you know, on the top of that on the top of that list, it's um, you know, it's pretty special to to be a part of you know those those names, and you know, I don't I don't take that for granted, you know. You know, I think as as you look back at it, you know, I don't think as you start your career, you don't say, "Well, I want to." It's easy to say, I guess. Um, you know, I I want to win seventy some races and, and be close or win sixty, um, and then you start doing this on a week to week basis. And you know, I think that's the hardest thing, especially you know, I see it a lot in in today's world. You come out of the Xfinity Series and you see these guys, you know, winning a lot of races, and you you come. I tell Keelan, I'm like, if, it, you know, you're a go kart racer. When you want to go big boy racing, you you go you go cup racing. And it's just a lot harder because everybody in this garage is just a killer, right? You know, from the uh, from the crew chief to the drivers to uh, the guys changing the tires, it's it's the best of best, and it's just it's not easy, um, you know, to to keep your keep your team and and everybody uh, within your organization competitive, keep yourself competitive. It's just it's hard. So, you know, I feel like um, we work as hard as anybody. We put in a lot of time, um, you know, to, to try to be good at it. And, and we have a good system that, that works with a group of people that loves to be around each other. And, you know, I think that's, that's what makes it fun is when you have a, a group of people that you enjoy being around because this is hard, you know, to, to be able to, to do this. And, you know, I think that's, 37 wins or so. I think it's 37 at, at, at Stuart Haas Racing, and you know, for the, they've all obviously been with him. And you know, I think as as you look at a lot of the team, there's a lot of those guys that that have been there. So I get a lot of satisfaction in, in seeing um, success from a group. Um, and you know, I think that 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 is what keeps the dips higher. And you know you're able to rebound and do the things that you do with good people and you know when you have people that are good people and you like being around them makes it makes it makes it easier but still hard okay we'll, we'll go right here and then we'll come up front uh adam cheek uh richmond times dispatch 910 the fan in front stretch uh kevin you touched on it a little bit in your intro but what worked for you today at richmond since you hadn't won at all here since 2014 and in cup since 2013. i don't even think we won here in 2014 so um, oh, an Xfinity. Oh, man, we used to smoke them in the Xfinity car. <laughs> we should have won every race here. Um, you know, I think it's it was it was always, you know, it's always just been a good track for us. And it's just kind of like losing 65 times in a row. It wasn't because we weren't fast enough. It just didn't work out. It didn't work out. And, you know, we never put a lot of pressure on ourselves to or had a lot of conversations about losing. Um, and winning here is today is exactly the same thing 
you know, it's it's not that we haven't run good enough here. It just hasn't worked out. And, you know, I think that the quicker that you can understand that in this sport and still have a high level of preparation and, and you know, let things go pretty quickly, you know, the better off you're going to be because it's just it's not always going to go your way. And But hard work and uh, keeping yourself in a position to have a chance to win lets you capitalize on situations like we did last week, and today we just beat them. So, you know, and but even even though you, you think you have one of the best cars, still has to go your way. Um, we had so many races last year that that we you know we could have won in the last ten, but it just didn't didn't work out. And, and Richmond's the Richmond's same way. It's not that we did anything wrong. Uh, we had plenty of cars <laughs> that were plenty capable of, of winning, just like they did today. But it takes a lot for it all to go your way and, and get to victory lane. Okay, we'll come over here and then. Steven Sykes at Live with Global Media. Congratulations on your win. Uh, after the first caution, things kind of got a little bit chippy uh, throughout the rest of the race for the middle part of it. What did you feel you had to do to try to stay away from the full fray? You see people coming out the turners being a little bit Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're referring to uh, as far as chippiness other than I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, for, for us up front, you know, we had good track position and we're able to um, do the things that we needed to do and race around you know a lot of the a lot of the cars that we'd raced around all day but i think we did have a couple cautions where they running over each other okay yeah <laughs> well i'm glad we weren't involved in that <laughs> uh there was some downforce adjustments that you had to make towards the yellow line versus <coughs> what you had to do in a pass in richmond could uh the crew chief uh, describe a little bit of the adjustments you had to make uh, just during the race, we we just started the race way too tight, and um, you know we were just trying to free our car up as much as we could, and we were able to to you know make some round adjustments in the back to take some wedge out, and made some air pressure adjustments throughout the race a little bit each time, and and um, you know we just kept kept after it honestly. Um, a lot of times when you're when you have a good car, you kind of get scared and you you quit making adjustments and. Um, it seemed like today we just kind of continued to stay after it a little bit at a time and trying to trying to make it a little bit better because you know your competitors are going to do that too and um, it cooled off a ton there at the end with the cloud cover and a lot of different things so um, you yeah, know there was a lot lot to you know take into consideration and and uh, you know just trying to keep it going best we could your question for you. You've raced here when the stands were full on Saturday nights through the leaner years and now as they've redone the infield and done some more fan-friendly things. Can you maybe reflect on just how it's all evolved and, and how the crowds have evolved over the years and, and your experience here? Yeah, well, I remember <coughs> I remember I guess it would have been the I don't know if it was the first or second one, but I got into the back of Ricky Rudd coming down the back straightaway, and all I saw were flash bulbs and people waving their arms, and um, and then he moved me out of the race, and I think the whole place stood up and cheered. So, um, you know, it's hard for me to give you that perception because I've seen it with a hundred and some thousand people here and full, and you know, I think obviously sports today are, are different than they than they were then as far as live audiences and and you know things things like that you know it's just a it's a different landscape that that we live in but i'm glad that i got to experience living in you know racing and and being competitive in the front of those fields and 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 being able to uh you know live in 105,000 um whether they're rooting for you or rooting against you it was still pretty neat because they're just they're close here right it's like bristol you know it's um the boos are louder the cheers are louder um you know, and at that point nobody had phones, so they all had their cameras that would would flash. That's always that was always one of my my favorite things coming to the green flag, where the you know where the the light bulbs and all the things that would that would uh, flash off on the on the cameras and and things back in the day. And it just you know it's just it's just different. You know, it's, I sound like my dad or my parents, right? And you guys all you guys all know it and sound old and you know talk about how it used to be and it's just it's not you know it's just it's just different. It's not the same. Come on up front to Jordan. Jordan Bianchi, the Athletic. This is for both of you. Uh, the first four races of the playoffs open at four of your best tracks, Darlington, Kansas, Bristol, then Texas. With that and then with the speed and the performance that you guys have had really through kind of the summer stretch, are you guys kind of looking ahead and like the playoffs and you guys can make some noise and excited about that? Uh, look, we're boring. <laughs> we don't ever look ahead. I mean, they, they plan ahead, but... 
you know, it really winds up being if I, I know that they're looking a little bit ahead if I show up at the simulator and they're like, hey, we're going to work on this particular race that's that's two weeks out. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, we're, we're, we're working on a project here. I don't ever, I don't ever say anything, but I, I can tell. So, you know, it's, we went to Texas and ran last this year. So, you know, I think that all those, all those things are out the window and, and, you know, Darlington was good. Um, you know, Kansas was good. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go back and, and run better at, at Texas, but you know, those are definitely good, good tracks for us. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to, you have to look at those tracks a little bit ahead of, uh, ahead of time. And, you know, Darlington, we were fortunate enough to do the tire test there and we were able to race there and we honestly had a good car. Um, but it's also one of the places that we did everything completely backwards of everything that has made us better in the last two months. So Monday I brought it up and then Tuesday, that's all I worked on all day was Darlington. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, I've got to quit worrying about Darlington at this point and just put it away. We went to the simulator Wednesday morning. I never brought it up again, but I mean, yeah, you have to, you have to think about those things and what car you're going to take and, um, you know, all that stuff. So, um, you just, you just got to continue to plan and do the, do the right things. And like he said, our system is what is working right now. It's not that we've done a ton different. It, it's our system is working and the people are communicating the right way and talking about the right things. And that's, that's kind of what we got to keep going. More for me. The genesis of this team, it seems like when you guys are in a corner and, and people doubt you guys and say you can't do something, you guys come out swinging and, and kind of like to prove people wrong. Is that a wrong uh, assessment of you guys? It's kind of like when you have to put the, they put that, those, those small boxes in the newspaper where they have to correct their story and you can't hardly read them. I <laughs> feel <laughs> so like a lot of you should put those at the bottom of your story. <laughs> I get great gratification out of that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't write it. <laughs> Over here, Matt. Matt Weaver, Racing America. For Kevin, um, last week you talked about adhering to the routine, that you guys don't really change anything. But is there something about you at this point of your career, all the success you've had over the past decade, that you've been more um, malleable, more willing to... Uh, adjust your ways or not get too set in your ways, especially now in this new era with this new car? Is that something that's, that goes into your success? I, I think, for, I think for, for me, I never have a problem speaking up if I don't agree with them. Um, they may not <coughs> ultimately agree with me, but I will just voice my concern of, you know, maybe we're taking this too far, not far enough. I have no problem, you know, when they show me data that says you're not doing a good job. Um, whether it's, you know, steering throttle, brake, gas, like they just, nobody's going to get offended and nobody's walking on eggshells to, to show you that stuff. If, if it's something where, you know, another competitor is doing this and we're getting beat badly because I'm driving the car bad, I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't know how to, what was good and what was bad. Um, but I have no problem, you know, just going out and, and trying something or trying to develop something. I think with our road course stuff, I think that's really been the, you know, the biggest key with Joey Hand and just developing, you know, new braking strategies and, and you know, the, the way that you use the throttle and the things that make this, this car tick. Um, I mean, he can probably speak to, maybe there's something that sticks out more to him, but, you know, it's just nobody gets offended if you don't agree with them or, you know, they tell me I'm doing a bad job and, you know, you need to do something better. Um, we all want to achieve the same things, and that's the great part about our group is nobody cares about, you know, you disagreeing or you saying something that it isn't going to offend them. It's it's going to be productive, and we're going to progress, and, you know, we're going to challenge each other, and we're going to move forward. And, and whether that's right or wrong, you know, that's just the way that we do it. And I think that just comes from years of trust, years of communication, years of talk. And, you know, that's, I think that's, that's, the, that's the biggest key to, to progressing in a positive way. Was that purely Kevin Harvick SHR driver? Or have you always been that way, even dating back to, to RCR? You know, it's just such a different era. You know, we talked about it, or we talked about it Wednesday on the Little Motormouth show and just, you know, it used to be, used to be a, a sawzall and a, and a hammer and trial and error and now it's now it's um, simulation and simulators and 
you know, it's just different, right? You know, in order to, to try things and do things, you have to try them differently. Nobody, could you imagine if somebody said, okay, we're going to cut the bottom of the car off today and, and everybody be, you know, we, we can't do that. And, and, you know, back, back in the day, I mean, it was just cut stuff off and all right, go out and run it. You know, it might, might make it around the racetrack. It might not, but you know, we need to try it. So, you know, I think the, the way that you progress is just different. The trial and error is, is no different, and he always likes to tell me there's no guessing. It's all it's all calculation. So I don't, I don't know. I'm still kind of on the fence as to some of it's a guess, but he would he. <laughs> I know that that pushes his button. He hates the word guess because you know those guys they put a lot of time into it. But you know. Yeah, and lastly for both of you guys, do you enjoy this kind of old school strategy, long green flag run race that feels kind of like something out of the early 2000s? Um, Hunter tire fall off. Is that something that you embrace because it doesn't come down to just best pure speed? I know. I know. For me, I do. Um, you know, I've I've always loved tracks like that, uh, and we don't have a lot left, you know, to to be able to do that kind of thing. But to be able to you know split a stage into thirds is not <laughs> something that the average fan would sit in the stands and realize that that is going to happen you know if they just look at the laps and how far each person can go on fuel you're like well why would they do that but it's it's always interesting to see that play out just like in the spring race you know we pitted we pitted early and then the 11 realized what we we're doing and pitted you know ne the next lap and then we sit there and finish first and second but um i think you just see people like him excel too you know you you got a guy that knows every seam, every crack, every cranny of these places that he's raced at a long time, and and um, you know you you hunt around, you find different things, you do different things, and and um, you just have a lot more options at places like this. And I mean, like we talked about in Victory Lane, like this was a better race than any of us thought it was going to be today. Like to have cars running up against the fence and guys on the bottom, guys in the middle, like um, you know. When we walked in this garage yesterday morning, none of us would have said that. And, you know, there was a lot of passing out there, a lot of different things that was that went right today. So, um, and you look back at last week, the same thing. We thought, you know, we all thought Michigan was going to be a bad race, and it's the best Michigan race we've seen in forever. So, you know, you, you never know what you're going to see. Um, but for us, you know, I enjoy it, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he does, uh, just, you know, saving tires and doing the right things. Just the grease on the shoe. <laughs> Come up front to Bob. Uh, Bob Hawker, Fox Sports. Rodney, can you describe, I guess, maybe the either the emotion or just the outlook of going from, you know, potentially not making the playoffs to now having, knowing you're in the playoffs and having 10 playoff points to boot? Yeah, and, and like I said last week, um, you know, within the, within the group and in those meetings every Tuesday morning with the four team and that, that small group, you could see it two months ago. You know, two months ago it was like, you know, we ran better here and this was better and this was better and this was better. And then, you know, two months before that we would have those meetings and it's like, well, this was worse, this was worse, this was worse, this was worse. So, um, you know, it started two months ago and you could just see – you know everybody you know the communication and the confidence and the cars we were building and and all that stuff just got better and it doesn't take a lot of confidence with our group to make a huge difference and um you know and you know that group like he said has been a tight-knit group the entire time and we push each other like when i have a bad day cheddar pushes me when he has a bad day i push him and it's the same for our engineers it's the same for our shop guys and I mean, every team in this garage goes through so many negatives that nobody in here ever hears about, whether it's somebody in your family that's sick or whether somebody's, you know, got this or got that. And it's so hard to keep the positives going even when things are going right. Like the year we won 10 races, you know, a guy on our team had cancer. And like those types of things, you know, that's what you talk about in the meetings more than you talk about making your cars better because you hope that that guy makes it, right? So. Um, that's the kind of group that we are. We talk about anything and everything. We talk about somebody's birthday. We talk about somebody's anniversary. We talk about somebody's kid being born last week. Those are the types of things we talk about, but it's really just about keeping the system the same and not, you know, not being over here one week and over here the next week and just treating people the same, treating people right and doing the right things. Okay, over here to the left. 
Chris Powell, Couch Coach Live. Congratulations, Kevin, on the win. Uh, what are your thoughts, your mentality when you were trailing in this race, and what ultimately prepared you to actually win this race? How we got faster. <laughs> um, you know, I think I think the the key was just you know nobody we didn't make any mistakes and and we're able to survive those green flag pit stops and maintain with the twenty. You know, and I think when we were or the twenty two when, when we were able to to get on the outside of Joey and kind of wore him down. Took a while uh, to to wear him down uh, that that last run there when when we got by him. So that was really the key was was getting control of the race and being able to. Um, you know, run the lap times and, and be the leader and, and kind of, um, you know, finally get to the point was was uh, just good enough. You know, the, the 20 was, was obviously coming at the end and, you know, they had a, they had a good strategy and, and just needed it. They needed it one lap shorter, it seemed. So, um, but I, I think getting around the 22 car was, was the key and, and coming out, you know, in, in front of that last green flag pit stop, we didn't have to waste any time and ultimately we needed every lap to, to make as much pace as we could, um, you know, to, to stay in front of the 20. Come over here in the middle. Michael Matthew, front stretch. First off, both of you guys, are you wishing this race was still in the playoffs right about now? Because you'd be well on your way to, you know, next round. Uh, wishes don't do much <laughs> around here. <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've learned a long time ago that things are going to change, and, and um, I have very little control of that stuff, so. Um, you know, we'll we'll enjoy today and, and the things that, that come with that and and worry about the the coulda shoulda wouldas we, we do not worry about. This run feels kinda like, like that Harry Gant kinda run, right? Mm. Um does I'm that not, I'm not that you're old. Not, you're not I? that old yet, <laughs> but yeah. does that make you feel like today's like today, um does it make you feel like I you don't could even know what month it is. What are we in August? <laughs> yeah, I guess we could go with August. Yeah. yeah. Does it make you feel like? Well, I guess when we get done with Daytona, we'll just see where it's where it's all at. But uh, we can't have another Mr. September, right? Mr. August, yeah. yeah. Uh, but does today like make you feel like you could do it for five more years? Be that Mark Martin, Harry Gant guy that's like doing it in their fifties, winning? I, you know, my wife's gonna kill you if you talk about racing in the fifties. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. But um, you know, we're we're gonna enjoy what what we're doing and and. Um, you know, do the things that that we we just we'd like to stay present. So we'll worry about wherever we're going. Watkins going this week. Nate Ryan, NBC Sports. I have another old guy question, but let's call it a perspective question. Okay. How about that? Uh, since you talked about perspective in your opening answer. Um, so since you've turned 40, this is your 29th Cup Series victory, which ranks third all time, and also means almost half of your career Cup wins have come since turning 40. So, as someone who tweeted, "Old guys rule." Do you take some? Pride in that. I do take pride in that. I love it. You know, I think I think um, you know, and and for for me, you know, a lot of the guys that I grew up racing with are, you know, Dale's up in the booth, and Kyle and and Dale Jarrett are you know down here, and you know, you've got Boyer in the booth, and so, you know, Jeff's on pit road. You know, after the race, I I saw Jeff and and driving to to Victory Lane. So you know, a lot of the guys that that I grew up racing with. You know they're all retired and and doing other things, but I get to still see them, and it's, you know, it's those quiet high fives that that are, are a lot of fun and and kind of keep it in perspective for me because of the fact that, you know, you're you're older and supposed to be done and and kind of headed down headed down a path that is that is, um, you know, toward the end. But you know, I think I've always prided myself in trying to trying to be. Com competitive and do what it takes to be competitive and make the sacrifices that it that it takes to be competitive and um but I do enjoy it. Yeah, yeah there's 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 nothing better than winning. You know, that's that's what we that's what we do and um I don't know how to really put it all into perspective because it's just not something that I just stop and really ever look at. I never really stop and say, you know, where are all those 60 wins? You know, it's you know, I, I the first one's easy. The, today's easy to remember. Last week's easy to remember. But you know, if you guys wouldn't have told me that we that the last race that we won was at Bristol, I would have argued with you. I would have told you it was Darlington. So, you know, I just I don't I don't really look at the numbers. It's always about, and maybe this is a fault of mine. But you know, I think it's also you know one of the reasons that we progress forward. But it's never about what you have done. 
what the numbers look like. It's what do we got to do next week? What we what could we have done better last week? How do we keep this all in perspective? And and so, you know, you can look at all that stuff when it's over. And if you gave it all you had, you know, hopefully, you know, you can be successful. And and if you outwork them, and you know, you have a better group of people and a better relationship with those people, you know, how do you? And that's one thing that KHI really, you know, opened my eyes is you know all the people, every person in that shop you had to treat different. You know, whether they were doing good or bad and, and how you approach that, you had to treat them different. And we have, a, we have a group of people that have a lot in common on our team, very similar in age. Um, you know, a lot of them have kids. And, you know, for whatever reason, that has all meshed. And so, you know, it's just this constant communication and, and we don't ever talk about, you know, how cool it was two wins ago. We, you know, we'll talk about how great it was to, to win this week, and then it'll be all right. See you Wednesday. And so, you know, it's and maybe it's maybe sometimes I need to just stop and, and kind of take it all in. But I don't know. It's it's that it's that um, I always feel like it's bragging. You know, when you, when you stop and talk about yourself, and and you know, I think for for me, you just I just want to be like I I, just, I, I like most of the kids in the garage. I like, you know, being around the competitors. I've got a much better relationship with most everybody in the field. Um, you know, the crew chiefs, the owners. So I like that part. And you want them to respect you when, when you're done. So, you know, it's it's hard to, I don't know, the perspective of, of what has happened is, is really not something that I stop and say, you know, that was that was pretty cool. I thought it was cool that I could put my little girl in the car last week and, and we could you know, do stuff like that. And, and so those are the things that I think are neat right now. And for Rodney, uh, about the race, you mentioned it. Like in April, it was just you and the 11 that were sort of on that strategy, and it seemed like everybody was on that strategy this time. Did you Was this a more straightforward, uh, easier, so to speak, type of race to call? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, and all these teams are, are good at that stuff, right? So we look at the practice fall off, and, Man, we weren't 20 laps into practice, and my engineer back at the shop is telling me on the intercom, yep, it's going to be that. You know, you're going to have to pit twice. You're going to have to do those kinds of things. And it's about five or six seconds faster doing it that way, but it ends up being more than that. Like, you know, from a math standpoint, it shows five or six seconds, but he'll tell you on the racetrack, when you have those old tires, you just end up handicapped. You can't do anything. You can't get out of the way. You can't do this. You can't do that. And the five seconds turns into 15 seconds. So, um you know, it all comes down to that math and practice and looking at the fall off, and um, it was pretty easy to see yesterday. Kelly. KellyCrandallRacer.com. First for Rodney, um, Joey said the difference for him was the weather came in and you guys were getting better. Were you surprised at how much the weather changed, particularly in that third stage? It got really cloudy and it started to cool off, which seemed to be to your benefit. I wasn't sure if the weather was helping our car or if the adjustments were helping our car because we had made one adjustment under green and right after we pitted we went back out and I looked up at my monitor and we were 11.9 seconds behind Joey and he was the leader at the time and then we ran all the way to the end of stage two and we were like 1.6 seconds I think like we <laughs> we had caught him 10 seconds over 50 laps which is unheard of at a, at a place like this so um you know, I felt like the adjustments were making it better, and you know, looking back on it, maybe the weather was helping our car and doing you know half of the stuff for us. But you don't really know that, right? So you just kind of keep going with your gut and and what you think is right and what you think you need. And for Kevin, something Rodney told me last month was that he and the team were putting it on themselves to try to make you more comfortable in this race car because you had made comments that sometimes the car was faster than you and you were just still adjusting. Where do you feel like you're at now with this car? Because you've spoken about what an adjustment and how it's been different this year, obviously learning a new car. Where do you feel like you are now? I think it depends on the racetrack. You know, I think we've, we've obviously, you know, figured out ways to make it more comfortable. And, you know, I think once it's more comfortable week after week, you just become more confident. So, you know, you got to remember the first lap of the first downforce race backed it in the wall. So that was that was where the that was really where the the confidence started, you know, from from that standpoint. And then you just you work different weeks and different tracks and different things, and and you know you have 
good tracks, bad tracks, and and now we're kind of getting into a rhythm. So you know, I feel I feel pretty good about about where everything is right now and being able to lean on things and, and do the things that you need to do in the car. Come up to Mike, then Bob, and we'll wrap up with one in the back. Rodney, you, you probably couldn't uh, couldn't hide anyway, but but now that you guys are so strong these past couple of weeks, you know, sneaking up in the playoffs, it, it's not going to be a thing. Is this going to make it harder in a way for you now that you'll be more of a target when the when the playoffs start because you are running so well? Yeah, like I told Claire, you you go week by week, and you're only as good as the last race. And um, man, you look at the eight today. I was, you know, Tyler come by on pit road and said good job, and I was like, man, what was wrong with y'all? And it's like, you know, you got somebody that has been so dominant here lately, and then they were just completely out to lunch. And and honestly, I think that could happen to us. It could happen next week. It could happen the next week. And um, there's just so much of a learning curve still. You know, yeah, you're what you know seven months into this deal but you know everybody's still you know messing with what brake pads they're going to run at this track and what steering rack they're going to run and what you know this and that and you know that's part of giving him the confidence of driving the car is like when you know at the beginning of the year that stuff was changing every week and it's like that's too fast that's too slow and th these brakes do this and these brakes do that and it's like you know that's really where it all you know boils down to is all that stuff has to be perfect and to win races so, yeah, I mean, we've got confidence, but, you know, like we said earlier, you just got to keep doing the same things we've been doing and the same, <coughs> same system and, you know, concentrating on the right things and doing the right things and, you know, keep the guys at the shop motivated and, and just, you know, where it goes is where it goes. But um, you got you to gotta just keep doing your thing. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, Bob Conkers, Fox Younger Drivers. Is that what you said? And, and I'm thinking back to last uh, September and October where it didn't seem like you had any relationship with the young yeah. drivers. Well, I mean, you're just speaking of Chase, though. Yeah, but it seemed, that that, it seemed at that time that it was more like you kind of indicated you don't talk to them a lot. I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah, you know, and I, yeah, and, you know, I think, um, you know, I still, I still feel good about talking to most of them. I think it's kind of fun, actually, because you know I look at, I look at, um, I look at Noah right now, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be entertaining, and and in, in the same sense, I'm like, oh man, he has no idea what's coming, as far as the week to week grind of of trying to trying to be competitive, because I've seen it with Cole, I've seen it with Chase, you know, you look at Blaney, took him what two three years to kind of really get going. Elliot was was the same way, so you know I think it's it's kind of fun, um, you know, to to see like guys that are young enough to be your kids starting to drive the cars, right? <laughs> so they're young. Like Ty Gibbs is what nineteen, so it's it's funny to I rode around in the truck today with him, and and you know just just the, some of the things that you talk about are are very entertaining, and 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 also just you know, just opens your eyes to the different perspectives of how people see things and, and just what's what's happening. And, and it's like we talked about the crowd, right? You know, it's it's a good way to good crowd today and good crowd at Michigan last week. And next week, we're going to go to Watkins Glen. There's going to be people everywhere. and But it's still never going to be what it was, right? Like, it's still never, never going to be 105,000 people here. It's still never going to be 250,000 people at the Daytona 500. It's never going to be 220,000 people, 200,000 people at Charlotte, and nobody's got cameras with flash bulbs anymore that, you know, you're going to have 200,000 people snapping a picture at the start of the race. You know, it's just it's just different, and perspective has, has changed and different and expectations and, and all those things that, that go with that. So, um, so yeah, you know, I think I, I've tried to be more open with a lot of those guys and, and just trying to you know, you hear you hear so many people where well, that guy wouldn't talk to me or that guy wouldn't talk to me. I just try to talk to all of them. Why not? Right? Because yeah, you you want to be kind of engaged with with your competitors and peers and 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 people that 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 you're around. Imagine if Nate didn't like you. You guys would be <laughs> battling, right? No, not to imagine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are you saying you don't wait. Are you saying you don't like Nate? 
Is that what you're saying? Did I hear that? That's how it would go for me, Bob. Are you saying you don't like Nate? You haven't answered me, Bob. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's, let's wrap up with one last question in the back. Uh, Barry Richmond, Piedmont Broadcasting Corporation. Actually, what you were talking about is a good segue into my question. Having weathered this drought, as it were, did, was it easier to do that given that you have a driver owner, a seasoned crew chief, and yourself knowing what you are capable of because you really seem to be kind of Mr. Cool throughout this thing, at least in the public view? It didn't bother me one bit. You know, obviously we'd all rather win, but I've been through longer losing streaks. So, you know, that that stuff is um, you can you can fall right into that trap and let it suck you in, and it's just it's too hard to take time to do that because there's just way too much to do. You know, there's way too many conversations to have. There's just I've got a million things going on that you know it's, um, and I'm glad I have a million things. Maybe I'd think about it different if I wasn't as busy as I am. You know, and you have time to just sit there and, you know, go through the, the same thing day after day. So I, I don't know, but, it, you know, it, it didn't, it was really nothing that, that ever affected us just because of the fact that you're always worried about next week. And, um, you know, it's no different than, than what, we're, what we've done the last two weeks. We haven't done anything different, but, you know, cars have run good for a couple months, and now a few things went right, and now we've won twice, so... That's just the way this deal goes. You know, you, you can take the fastest car and not win with it 10 weeks in a row. But if you keep pounding away and putting yourself in position and doing a good job and communicating and talking and, and trying to progress things on a week-to-week basis and don't quit, um, you know, things you know will, will come back around. So maybe that's wrong. I don't know. works for us. It's working for us, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you for coming in, and good luck next week. Thank you. All right, two in a row for Harvick, and uh, increases his chance for the championship to finish it up at Phoenix. Kyle, the second win definitely doesn't hurt. Uh, helps with the playoffs, and you know, kind of solidifies where he's at now. So um, that has to be relieving, and. Like we said, from pretenders to contenders in two weeks. So, uh, two big wins for Kevin Harvick, yeah, 46 years old. And, uh, yeah, um, they're in the playoffs. So, we still got to see how the rest of the field is going to shake out and see how these last two weeks go. So, Kyle, day off. Kyle, what you got to uh, finish this off here so you can go enjoy the rest of your day? Well, Rowdy, uh, like I said, uh, you know, hoping to get to Port Royal Saturday for Open Wheel Madness 3. Uh, four 10-wing sprint cars, two past 305-wing sprint car features, a makeup from August 6th, and also the USAC wingless East Coast sprint cars. So uh, looking forward to it. Hopefully the weather is good. Um, Watkins runs this weekend. Not um, Another big weekend. Uh, the Arkham Menard Series uh, back there for the second year in a row. The NASCAR Trinity Series and also the NASCAR Cup Series. So they'll be, they'll be up in the northeast in the Finger Lakes region of New York and uh, – yeah, I think all the PA guys will be back, like Anthony Macri, Brent Marks. Uh, they'll be back from Knoxville. And you know, Donnie Schatz won the Knoxville National Saturday night. And uh, holding off David Gravel. And also Logan Schuhart, who came from the B-Main to finish third. So a uh, good run by him. Also by Kyle Larson, who had a tire go down early in the in the A-Main and then came back and finished sixth. So um, back to racing. Uh, Big Diamond had a 410 sprint car show on Friday night, one by Tyler Esch. Uh, Clinton County Speedway also had a, uh, had a 410 race on, uh, Saturday night, won by Billy Dietrich. That's Danny Dietrich's brother. So, um, that's kind of what's going down. Uh, the PA guys didn't really have a lot of success out in Knoxville. Uh, Brent Marks ran up front. He did win in Knoxville back a few months ago. But other than that, um, looking forward to the week. Um, we have, I have a guest lined up to pre-tape. I will let you know about that. And uh, other than that, um, we're going to try and get to see who we can get for Thursday night. And uh, if we could pre-tape some stuff, that'd be cool as well. So looking forward to it. All right, Kyle, man. Me too. Uh, everybody, Watkins Glen, we got Daytona Times going to be there covering the show for us. So we should have some stuff coming in from Watkins Glen this weekend. Also, uh, Daytona Time and I'll be at Daytona the next weekend, Kyle. Looking forward to getting back in the deadline room and getting back 
maybe seeing some drivers and getting some interviews down there and we'll be in the fan zone come by and see us kyle till thursday night man appreciate you coming in and uh working with us this this morning on the mo- on your day off thanks a lot kyle Action Jackson, 7K race, man, get well soon. He's kind of been under the weather, guys. Uh, just about let that slide by without missing Jackson. Glad you get to go home. Terry Barnum, take him some extra snacks. Hey, if you're not following on TikTok, subscribe to my YouTube page.